Paddle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Well, welcome back. Thank you for joining us. This is Battle Ready Podcast. We are in Second Chronicles, and we're going to start in Chapter 15. Hopefully, we'll get a little further than just 15, but we're going to hold it to there for right now. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Get your Bibles out. Get your pen out. Let's let's study and see what God has to say tonight. Laura, lead us in. I mentioned that last week that as we get to this part of our study of the Book of Chronicles the two books, the Chronicles, that we get into a pattern of where God addresses whether a king did right in his eyes or a king did evil in his eyes. And he'll say, they, he followed the Lord, but not with his whole heart, or he wholeheartedly followed the Lord. You know, there's a, dis- and I said, I wanted, to, I wanted us to pay attention to why you're classified one of those two ways. What made that classification happen? And we started talking last week about King Asa, and Asa starts out very, very good. And he says that he is a king who did right in mm-hmm. the eyes of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the things that he did right were that he reestablished the right procedures in the temple. He got rid of the high places and the groves and the, the idols for false worship of false gods out of his kingdom. He... he melted those things down and poured them in the brook Kidron, which like every time you see a great revival in the kings of Judah and and, and even in the kingdom of Israel, that is what they do. They take those idols and they pour it in that brook. And he start in, like I said, he says he's good. But as we get into 15, there's some things we'll talk about. If we make it into 16, you start seeing where the things were not so good. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to keep our minds open to is not the goodness and the badness of man, but really a study into what God classifies as good and what God honors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What pleases him, because that's what we seek to do. Mm-hmm. He's king of kings and Lord of lords. And if you're a born again believer, you belong to him. What I want with all my heart is to figure out what makes him pleased and do that mm-hmm. so that I can bring glory and honor to him. And I, that's what I'm looking for in mm-hmm. these passages is how do we please the king? The king. And remember, the chronicler, the chronicler or whoever is writing these books is putting down this history for us so we can see how they get from one place to the other. Right? There's They're a, kinda... They are, and there's a theme in prophecy that goes all the way to the book of Revelation where God says, at some point, you'll reign with me. Mm-hmm. You'll get to sit on my throne. Mm-hmm. Another place it says, you'll judge angels. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as we study these small kings, mm-hmm. right? Then we get to a better picture of what the big king is. I get a better picture, picture of what the big king is and what it will take in my life to make me somebody that God says, okay, you can have a little bit of authority over this situation or, or something. Do you know what? I don't, I don't want to say that wrong, but do you know what I well, mean? I think- you have some credibility to speak into this issue because your heart is right with the Lord and people will hear what you have to say. And I'm going to let you be able to make a wise judgment because you've learned from my pattern. This is different than demanding that God do something you've asked. I I don't think anyone has the right to demand anything. And I think we get, we get caught up in that. We, there's a line there where it isn't about what you want. It's not how dare you tell God what's best he knows what's best, right? Just because I, I can say ask it, anything, I can ask everything. I but should everything, ask everything that I ask is yielded to the will of God. Correct. And I want to be lined up with the will of God. I want Correct. Him to open my eyes to Correct. that. Correct. And I think, 
and, and I've been on this kick, so I don't know how this will fit into where, what you're, what you're saying tonight, or how we're studying tonight. But we are very easily deceived by the things that we like and the things that we see, and sometimes what people say. What we have to do is judge all of that by what the Word of God says. What did God say about that? What did? And I think as we get into these next few chapters. I think there's quite a few things that if you just read this very quickly, you miss mm -hmm. that God has made a big deal out of something that maybe you thought wasn't all that big of a deal, but he has said that it is. Maybe one thing to mention as we start is to go to the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Mm -hmm. It says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. That's exactly what we're going to see mm -hmm. in chapter 15. Yeah, the Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image, in other words, exactly right, mm -hmm. right, of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he hath by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Mm -hmm. In the Old Testament, like we're reading today, the Spirit would come upon a prophet and that prophet would be honored mm -hmm. to speak the words of God. Even sometimes, when they were hard, even if it was a hard word. And sometimes that causes, and you'll see in a few chapters later in this study, that can cause you a lot of consequences, still an honor. No matter what it costs you to speak mm -hmm. what God would have you to speak, it's an honor mm -hmm. and a privilege mm -hmm. to be someone who can tell anybody, the world, anybody, what it is God has to say. And that's what happens to our prophet named Azariah in but, the very first chapter of this. But don't forget before we get to Azariah that what has just happened in 14 is the king himself has, well. has has called upon God and mm -hmm. this is the million man army right he has this these, Ethiopian well the, he, yeah the, yeah he had come up. 10 years of peace right mm -hmm. off the bat because mm -hmm. he's doing what God would as have he him did to do and that's a that's, and, and that's God is to be noted he's got 10 years of peace and then all of a sudden here comes trouble here comes this Ethiopian army where it said what did uh, the thousand, you're right thousands. a thousand thousand so we're talking about a million mm -hmm. soldiers way outnumbered God gives him the victory he trusts the Lord with that I feel like He's at his peak thinking. Mm -hmm. God loves me. God I've loves got it. me. I'm under I've his got protection. It. Mm -hmm. I've got it right. And God, in a strange turn of events, mm -hmm. sends a warning. Which is interesting. <laughs> this is when the warning comes. Yes. And maybe that's at the, the height. And maybe that's the point is sometimes when you feel the most close to God, uh -huh. that's when you need this warning. But that's when the human nature says, well, I've got it. Who are you talking to? Yeah, I've got it. I, I trust God. Told, God gave the I'm victory. I'm glad he told them that right? instead of me. So so then God stirs up this prophet to come and rebuke Asa, not because Asa's done anything wrong, but, but to say did. to him, Asa, but he says very clearly you have what? to be careful. So let's look at 15, yeah. chapter 15 of 2 Chronicles. I think you Chronicles. could take this wrong. You could think. Verse 1. Yeah. Right? 2 Chronicles, chapter 15, verse 1. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa, Asa's the king, of Judah, and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you, while ye be with him. While ye be with him. In other words, and if you, you have this victory him, because you are with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But, you know, but... 
If you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season Israel hath been without the true God, and without a teaching priest, and without law. Okay, but, did you see the switch in the word? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's significant. Mm-hmm. He, he says, hear me, Judah and Benjamin. Benjamin. That's the southern mm-hmm. kingdom. Mm-hmm. Then he uses Israel. Now, yes, Israel is a northern kingdom. Mm-hmm. But I think, it, correct me if I'm wrong, right mm-hmm. here, Israel, he's talking about the whole thing. He's talking about thing. them all. Mm-hmm. He's saying... Things are still out of order mm-hmm. because we're still not, all these children of God are not coming down to the temple. All these children mm-hmm. of God are in the wrong place. You need mm-hmm. to be warned mm-hmm. because you're, you're in a situation where think, you may feel like everything is right because you just won, mm-hmm. but things are right because you're with me and they need to be with me too. Mm-hmm. In this other is, words, yeah. you got to care more about Others that. than yourself. You, you Asa, care more about you've got that. to care more and be aware of the fact that others are not. The the prophet saying the, right the Lord is with you while you be with him, but for a, if, yeah. and if you seek him you'll be found of him, but forsake him and he'll forsake you. It's a warning that says in a humbling way to me, Without me, you're no different than them. Correct. Now now at the time now wait, that Israel is was, Israel would have been considered by Judah and King Asa heretics mm-hmm. and outrageous mm-hmm. and 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 definitely like, there on comes the wrong a point side later of the situation. When, when Samaria, remember the Samaritan woman? They say, are you seriously talking yeah, to Samaritan talk to her? woman? Yeah. That's the Northern Kingdom, mm-hmm. and, and that are wildly rebellious at this period. But it's like this warning from God comes and says, you need to be very aware, even in the height of your victory, that without me, you're not a bit different. And we have to know that the today. We have to know that now. Right. The church now, the people now, Christians now have to understand that it isn't about us. If it we wasn't think for God. like us versus them. Mm-hmm. And we think like the good people are in here and, and the, the bad, bad people, people are out there. Out there. Mm-hmm. And what God says through his Holy Spirit, what he says through Jesus, who's the express person of God the Father, mm-hmm. without me... You're just like them. There's no difference, Mm-mm. right? They're the same. You are exactly the same. You're prone to the same sin. You're, you're, you're liable to be in the same position unless you recognize that I'm the difference. And if you get right? a little haughty and high-minded, if you get this Which idea... Which is easy to do when you're winning. Well, well yeah. When everything's <laughs> right? going good, it's really easy <clears> to think <throat> that. And when you get that way, don't forget, it mm-hmm. isn't because you're wonderful. It's because he's, he's wonderful. He's with you. Mm-hmm. Right. So it says, Now for a long season, verse 3, Israel hath been without the true God, and without a teaching priest, and without law. Which is interesting, because we know Israel is that northern group. But it's right? also the whole family. Without right? And without the true God, <clears throat> and without a teaching priest, so we, we're so not the worshiping God. Set- we're not teaching them the law, and, we're, and it says, and without law, so... We know the northern tribes are doing their own thing. And, 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 and don't forget, they're separated. The kingdom is separated because of idol worship. Mm-hmm. It's separated because of what Solomon allowed to happen, mm-hmm. because of what was fulfilled in Rehoboam's reign. They're separated. 
Right. Well, and they made idols so they wouldn't go back but to Jerusalem. But God has never forgotten it's one family. Mm-hmm. No, he never does. And he never does. That's why That's why it's so difficult in Romans so that's why and in Acts when they go out to say this Jesus. It's like you're not going to let everybody in here, are you? And I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but maybe I'm teaching myself this point. He's saying to Asa, Asa, Israel's your problem. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You're doing mm-hmm. the right thing. But Israel is your problem. Mm-hmm. you got to care about that. Yeah. Application to me as a Christian is, I'm doing all right. I'm following the Lord. I'm saved. My kids are doing all right. They're saved. Praise God. I go to a church that I love. I am with people that I love. But Israel's my problem. I've got to care the lost about the people problem. that are not here, mm-hmm. that are not right, that are not in the right place. Mm-hmm. You say, well, that's not my problem. That's their problem. No, that's my problem. And I need to be aware that that's my problem, mm-hmm. right? Because the king on the throne in, in, in Jerusalem is the king. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. True. And verse 4 says, But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. Mm-hmm. And in those times there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in, but great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. Mm-hmm. And nation was destroyed of nation, and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. Be ye strong, therefore, Asa, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. In other words, don't get lazy. So he is telling them to don't do something. Don't get lazy. Mm-hmm. Be strong, Asa. Because because what you're going to tend to say is, well, I'm okay now. Mm-hmm. And if I'm okay, that's all right. That's I don't worry about anybody about. else. Right? Yeah. It, it, don't don't get lazy, Asa. Be strong. So then Asa, I don't know. It doesn't tell us how he felt about that rebuke. He doesn't tell us how he felt about that. Hopefully he accepted it very well. But what it tells you is what he did. Well, it says it, in verse 8, it says, And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded, the prophet, he took courage and, and put, put away. away the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord. So he got the point. He got the point. And he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon, for they fell to him out of Israel in abundance when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. They fell to him out of Israel in abundance, Mm -hmm. meaning... People are fleeing the apostasy in the northern kingdom and coming, and coming back mm-hmm. to the southern kingdom. Mm-hmm. Really good thing. That's a very good thing. God just said, you got to care about that. you got to care about that. And now we've got some strangers among us as well. And mm-hmm. these strangers mean people that are not of the house of Israel. Mm-hmm. We've got people that are not. Mm-hmm. They're not they're of not the tribes. Of, yeah. And they don't have that relationship, that it, but they can have. But what this is saying is they're coming because of that. They want that. Because they why? They want what he has. Because when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. When right. They, they saw what he has. What he did, when what God did for him when they defeated the Ethiopians. Right. So not just the wayward family members. Mm-hmm. If we applied that today, that would be like backslidden Christians are coming mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. But ones who have never been Christians at all are coming and saying, I'm going to win too. Mm-hmm. You're winning. It's obvious that God is with you. I want to win. Mm-hmm. And they and always God has made a way for strangers to become part of Israel. Always. Because they're they not could all be strangers. In it's and still become, all one family. It was never just ethnicity. It was always, will you 
Commit yourself. Believe or not. Right? Believe. Mm-hmm. Circumcision, that outward expression of a dedication that you're going to follow God and, and doing the, what God asks mm-hmm. you to do mm-hmm. in regards to the temple and worshiping God and bringing your sacrifice. And you know that. Right? Because we have Rahab. She gets in. In the line of Christ. Right? We have all these people right? who and show Ruth, up in here. Ruth is from Mordecai. Mordecai. I mean, we have all these people who Ruth come in. Was they married in Oh, the Naomi and Ruth. I'm thinking. Who am I thinking? I don't know. Mordecai and Esther. I'm I thinking Esther. Esther. I was, Ruth. Sorry. But Ruth sorry. is from, she's a stranger. Yeah, Ruth, she's a stranger. But she's in the line of But Christ. she's in the line. So mm-hmm. it's never been about, let's keep this group out. It was about this group will Little keep bite. the law and this group will, <laughs> that's right, she was. That's right. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, think thinking, of I was thinking Esther. Sorry, yeah, I just okay. had Esther in the that's brain. That's all right. Because I said Mordecai. That's yeah. the wrong person. Wrong, wrong, wrong group. That's all right. But I think when you think about it and they all go back to one family and they all go back to Noah and then they, I mean, we are one. We family. are, it is all, but this Abraham's called out to do special things and his family keeps, this is kind of the what the chronicler is, is doing. to be the ancestor of Christ and to, to show, the and to show that line is coming. And here's the promise. Here is what a start king over is. with you. And here we go again with a new group of people. Here's what a king is. Here's mm-hmm. what a covenant is. Here's what the truth is. Mm-hmm. Here's what God expects. This is what holiness looks like. This is, this is what mercy looks mm-hmm. like. This is what grace looks like. And you're going to teach your children and, and, and they, you're going to keep the records and you're going to show us so that when absolutely. we get here, we have this group who has kept all this information so we know it. Right. Right? But the church can do this. Mm-hmm. Right? The church, the church is this. The, I agree. Well, but I'm we, saying we is we this. can get here and they shouldn't be coming to us because they just like us. Right? They also shouldn't be avoiding us because all we do is whine. That's true. They should say, you know what? I want what you got. Mm-hmm. I want to win. But, because and, and that they doesn't saw mean everything that the going Lord your way. God was with them. That means they see that the Lord God is with you. Yeah. And that you know should why? be the light. That's that should what be. my conversation should be. That's what my life should be. That's what my mm-hmm. purpose should be. Yes, I want to be. This is where it comes out. What mm-hmm. I just talked to you before mm-hmm. we started. Yes, and I but this is where God is going, going with this. Yep, may as well. This is as a church, and I don't mean a building. As believers in Christ, we either get content with the fact that we surround ourselves with people who think and talk and act just like us and make that a refuge, which it should be, from the world outside Mm -hmm. and a comfort and a reinforcement, which it should be. But we can get so content with that that we forget that there are people that the Great Commission is Mm -hmm. what we are living for. I am the reason when I went to the altar and got saved that God did not take me directly out of this world and into heaven is because I have a job to do. And that job is to care about who's out there and get them and in when here. they get in here you guys are not gonna like this put up with them mm-hmm. more than put up with them love them love them mm-hmm. see it's i'm true. not i'm not and it's I, just like if somebody came to your house if, if somebody came to my house and i'm like well i guess you can come in but i don't <laughs> want anything to do with you and i go in the other room and do my own thing and i make myself something to eat and they sit there feeling awkward and you'd never treat a house guest like that hopefully you would never treat but sometimes we do that in the church of God. And hopefully never, ever, ever should we do that. But we do that sometimes. We think, I like the people that I like. I like who I'm in church with. I like that it's familiar. I like that I'm encouraged. And we forget that you are called to, to go to the highways and byways and, and compel them to come in. We are. The church, I think, I, I have heard people say the church only has one purpose. And I think the church has 
many multiple purposes it has many purposes but i think we do teach christ i think we have to teach what's here to strengthen them to bring in new people but for them to be a refuge and i think we have (laughs) to bring people in and we have to let God lead us and guide us in the other what what's he want what's he wanting done mm-hmm. right you can't just i think i don't i don't know i've been on this i know you you're talking about what has been on your mind but my mind is going to the place where we're so gullible and we're so easily fooled by what about that person who walks in and oh yeah i'm really glad they're here and then that somebody else walks in and you kind of no no yeah I'm not supposed to be a respecter of persons. <laughs> no, right? You're not. I'm supposed to let them come in and be welcome. It's and, not my house. And learn about the God that's here. It's right? not my house. It's I work not here. My house. That's right. Well, that's true. <laughs> you work that's here. That's true. I'm just here to serve. It's but his I, house. But we are gullible and we are so easily swayed and we are so easily convinced to do or to think against what God wants us to think this, and do. I, can't, I wasn't prepared for this verse, but it just came to my mind when David said, I'd be content to be a doorkeeper. Yeah. In the house and of he's the, Lord. the king. You know, that's what we are. We're doorkeepers to the house of the Lord. We're, we're the people that say, welcome. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're here. And, the, and God and, wants and, to know you. And he wants to know you. Let me tell you about who's inside. Oh, my yeah. gosh. This is his house. Let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, like sometimes when you go on vacation, just to paint a word picture, I'm not trying to distract, but when you go on vacation, you, have a, you go to a historical place. I love to do that on vacation. Mm-hmm. Tour a home that has historical significance, and you have a docent. Mm-hmm. And they just come in, and they don't tell you about them. They tell you, about, now here, this is what the family was like that lived here, and here's what they accomplished in the world, and here's the contribution they made to history. Everything they say is about the owner of the house. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm the docent here. If mm-hmm. you're saved and you're in the church of God, yes, it's a shelter. Yes, it's a sanctuary. Yes, it's a but learning place. Yes, it's a teaching place. Is to tell yes, them about whose house it preaching is. Preaching place. Yes, it's all. And and yeah. who knows what? I mean, look at some of the things when you open your mind and your heart to what God wants done. And I'm not bragging about this at all, but it's just an example. It's a it's another picture. Think about the requests we've had recently to get Bibles to a certain place. If we just hold up here and don't ever look outside. Well, we want to keep that for ourselves. We would never see that. We'd never see the contribution that you're making to somebody that you'll never see. It's an honor. It is an honor to be asked. <laughs> it was an honor for it the is. prophet. It's, a, it's exactly an honor right. to be used of God. It's and in an our honor. lives, sometimes we're bothered by it. The New Testament says... I don't says, have time. I don't have money. I don't have the patience. I can't do that. I shouldn't be there. I should be here. We don't consider it an honor. We look at it as, how does that make me... How do I feel about this before I ever even think about... You know, Asa, he's telling him... You you Keep gotta this care. In mind, Asa. You gotta care about these. Yeah. They are coming to you because they saw me win that victory. And I'm the difference. You saw yeah. me win that victory. They saw me win that victory. And how many victories in our lives? I mean, I don't even think we realize how negative we become. I think we just get in the habit of, oh, you know, I have to put up with this. And, well, really? What victory did he give you that they saw that they wanted to see more? Mm-hmm. Right? They mm-hmm. And it doesn't it doesn't sound to me like it's a few. Mm-mm. It says... It's, and it's a... It's, it says, and, and they're mm-hmm. coming to him they for they fell to him out of Israel in, in abundance. abundance. When they saw that God when was with him. When they saw that God was with him. When they realized 
well, this is okay, and I guess I understand why he started this northern kingdom, but no, God's down here, and I remember my grandma, grandpa, my aunts, my uncles, my mother, my father, talking about, right, what right. Jerusalem is and what this temple was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Why do we get so frustrated? And I'm guilty. But what I I'm not saying this because they I'm didn't, not. They didn't. They didn't come out of the Northern Kingdom because he was attacking the Northern Kingdom. No. He, his war was with Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And with, God delivered them. He couldn't even army. deliver them. So, again. He's a poor king because he couldn't even fight them off. Application time. Yeah. My job is not to fight with the world. We think it is. It's not. A we f- think our job is to fight with them about every issue that we see. We see from the word of God's view and they see from another point of view. And we want to get on Facebook and we want to get on Messenger, Instagram, and all these things, we want to scream at people about how wrong they are about things. But the thing is, they're going to see me fight my battles yeah, and see that God was with me. Mm-hmm. See, it's not it's not me being right that I'm after to prove. No. It's to show them the God that I serve mm-hmm. and that that is the difference. So again, application all over this. All over it. All in, over this. In Second Chronicles, which is normally and a dry think, read. And you think, oh, this is just history. This is, right? no, this this is, is what you're yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. This is what we are called to do. We're not called to win all these little skirmishes with people that we're trying to get to flee that apostasy and come back to the God of their fathers, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're called to win the battles God puts in our life and to be obedient. So let's take that one step further. That. Let's go ahead and talk about what you talked about. Um, I think that's a gr- it's a great point. Before we started this lesson, we were talking about this. We came back from a conference today, had a I, wonderful I time, wonderful spirit, wonderful stuff. But what things can the church do to make people feel welcome when they walk in the church? What kind of things help them? I mean, we usually have greeters. And I think even to your point, which is really good, I don't think it can start when they come to the church. Uh, mm-hmm. I think what I'm, well, I make them feel welcome before they ever get here mm-hmm. by telling them, I would love for you to come here. We have mm-hmm. a really great thing here. I think we had that, a message today that said, you know, um, or, or I don't know if it was today. It might not have been today. I get them mixed up. But it was, you don't have to quit your drinking. You don't have to quit your doing this. You don't have to do that. Just come to church. God will take care of all God that. Whatever needs to be cleaned out, he'll deal with you on that. I don't have to You're do You're welcome here. You don't have to be perfect first. No. So even out in the world, I'm starting that. Let me tell you about the owner of the house. Let mm-hmm. me tell you about how good it is to be in his mm-hmm. presence and how mm-hmm. good it is to be with his people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're always going to have an opportunity to run things down because that's just human nature. We can't we help it. We pick things apart. We can help it, but we don't. Mm-hmm. We pick things apart. We criticize things. People are always going to give I you an opportunity we, to jump on that. I think we do that before we even realize what we've done. Of course. I think we just say things it's our nature. sometimes. It, I think it is. I think that's why. I'm not saying you we can't help it. You forgot that you're a docent. You forgot who you represent. You forgot when what you, your job When you're is. opening your mouth and you're pushing people away from the house of God, you forgot what you do. Mm-hmm. What I do here is serve. Yeah. And what I do here is say, come and see. And don't think that right? doesn't hit older Christians. It hits me. Because you always ha- you make people make impressions, and you have impressions whether you like it or not, yeah. and you have to control how you deal with those impressions. And I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I have to say, "Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. This is what mm-hmm. I need to do." I think that's in a very important verse. Chapter uh, in fifteen is verse nine. Me too. He gathered them, the strangers, out of Ephraim and Manasseh. What's Ephraim? Ephraim is one of Joseph's sons, mm-hmm. those two half-tribes, right, right. and Manasseh. And Manasseh, and mm-hmm. out of Simeon, 
Yeah. For they fell, and so Simeon's definitely north, right? Yeah. And they fell to him out of Israel, which is the northern mm -hmm. ten, in abundance when they saw that the Lord, his God, was with him. Mm -hmm. I just think that's a mighty verse. It is. I, I really do, and I know really we're belaboring is. that point, but I really like that verse. When you read the next section, I will tell you that the first time that I read this, my heart stopped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I, I didn't read it correctly, so I want to be careful that we make sure we make this clear. So let's go. So, so read like read clear down to 15, from 10 to 15. So verse 10 of Second Chronicles 15. So they gathered themselves together at Jerusalem in the third month, in the 15th year of the reign of Asa, and they offered unto the Lord the same time of the spoil which they had brought, 700 oxen, 7,000 sheep, and they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul, that whosoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. And they swear unto the Lord with a loud voice and with the shouting and with trumpets and with cornets. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with their whole desire. And he was found of them, and the Lord gave them rest round about. Okay, so what we have here is a revival. And what I had misunderstood is I thought, oh, so what we're doing now, now that we've had this turn back to God, we're going to go kill everybody who doesn't mm -hmm. turn back to God. And I went, wait, whoa, what? That's not what's happening here. What? First no. of all, what you have to understand, what you understand is who's making the oath. Mm -hmm. This this is the people who have come from the from the northern kingdoms, the people that have rededicated mm -hmm. themselves to God along with King Asa and all these people that are following God in Jerusalem and in, in the southern kingdom are saying, they're swearing by themselves. They're saying, listen, I would rather die, mm -hmm. this is what they say, than turn my back on the Lord. Mm -hmm. I am making a covenant that nothing shy of death mm -hmm. separate me from God. Mm -hmm. That's revival. Mm -hmm. That's, that's that's what revival that's is. repenting and turning your mind so the first God. thing they had to do if you just think about this in steps i kind of get into logical order of things we're going to throw the idols away we're going to quit counting on anything but the lord second step i'm going to dedicate myself mm -hmm. this listen this is all the way in mm -hmm. i am all the way committed and should i turn and go back to where i came from I'm, I'm pledging right here I'd rather die than do that. Mm -hmm. I'd rather face death. Then you're going to find in the next few verses, first I got rid of everything I was trusting on, but God just coming to God just as I am, getting rid of the garbage. Mm -hmm. Second, dedicating myself fully to God in the second part. And then once I'm dedicated, prioritizing my relationships. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be some hard decisions. If you've just become a Christian, if you've been a Christian 50 years, there are going to be decisions you have to make that come down to this. Do you care more about what God thinks or do you care more about what fill-in-the-blank thinks? Mm -hmm. Do you care more about following what He's called you to do or are you trying to impress people? It always comes down to that. Mm -hmm. And that is one thing I will note that separates a king after God's heart and a king who does evil in the sight of the Lord. The kings that do evil in the sight of the Lord are trying to make other nations respect, back up, ally, manipulate, bribe these other people mm -hmm. to be their security. 
And the kings that do right in the eyes of the Lord are the kings who say, God, I'm trusting you, mm-hmm. right? And whatever it is I need to cut out of my life, whatever it is I need to go burn and pour in the brook and get rid of, mm-hmm. I'm willing mm-hmm. because I'm following right. you mm-hmm. all the way in. And what I wanted you to make sure you understood in that oath was that is an oath the people are making among themselves. That is mm-hmm. not hunting down people. Mm-hmm. That is we are saying, mm-hmm. right? That we'd rather die. All of us came here because... We want to serve God. Well, That's why we're great, here. And it says man or woman. Man or We are all here for one purpose, to serve the God that we know is real. And it would be better for us to die than to back up on that commitment. Mm-hmm. I wish and we, we had that commitment. You know what? I, I think, wish we did. I think in moments of um, Holy Spirit, in moments of dedication, in moments, we all have That's said that. That's how real it is. We have all said them. something like that, right? We have, I think we have. At some point, we'd say. And at that covenant they're making, there's shouts, there's cornets, there's instruments. Trumpets. There's sacrifices being made, mm-hmm. right? Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart. A loud and sought voice. him with their whole desire, and he was found of them. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah, I think, says, you will find me when you seek me with when all, all your heart. heart. Mm-hmm. You will find me. He, that's as good as anything else in Scripture. If mm-hmm. you want God more than anything, you will find Him. And He will, let, he will be And if right you there. tell me you want God, but you're not really serious about that, you won't find Him. Mm-hmm. You can tell me all you want. Where's your commitment? Where's, where is your heart? You say, I'm all the way in. Mm-hmm. Or not. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And you can fool me. But you can't fool God. That's true. I can convince right? you of a lot of things. But you can. You can I tell can't. me I'm seeking him, but he, he just can't be found. I can't find him. No, you're not. Because mm-hmm. he said, if you, if you, you'll find me if you seek me with and all your heart. there's one of those places. And I know I keep doing that. But there's one of those places where that you have to true. know what Scripture says. Mm-hmm. It's, he does not turn away a contrite, a, he a won't. humble spirit contrite. He he's not, it's not the right phrase. But he's not going to turn that you away. You know why? Because he can't go against his nature. It's and, infallible. And that is his nature. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. He's perfect in character he's perfect in holiness Mm -hmm. he's perfect in his commitments and there's no way that the word of god goes out and becomes void if he says i'll be there he'll be there he'll be there he's not and and he's not this is the place where this is the place where we've talked about this before this is where the place that it's hard to trust sometimes because people will let you down people very near and dear to you let you down but christ will not Right. And I have had yeah. people and I'm saying right too much. I'm sorry. I, I have had people that I thought very highly of completely crush my spirit over things that they did and said. And, you know, you thought you were friends and then you're really not friends and you didn't know that. I was the only one who didn't know, evidently. But God isn't like that. He's not. And, and I think somehow, somehow we, get the, we get the idea. He's faithful. We get the idea, though, he's just waiting, like you've said lots of times, he's just waiting to catch up. He's just waiting just, to show you you're wrong. the opposite. And that's not what he does. It, it says he's full of mercy. Mm-hmm. And his it, mercy it, endures forever. It goes forever. on and on about how I want to do good things. Right? you got like to turn to me seek, with all your I heart. I love it when you seek me. Yes. It's my desire Those to give you the kingdom. Seek me will find me. If you knock, it'll be open. Right? He's, he's saying, mm-hmm. I'm right here. But just because <laughs> people don't do that well. Because we, do, we don't really want him. Because to accept him is to accept him as Lord. It's to accept him as king. It's to accept him as right. And it's to relinquish your right 
to be boss mm-hmm. of your own life. Mm-hmm. You're not seeking him with all your heart if you still want to do what it is you want to do regardless. Mm-hmm. You're seeking him with your whole heart when like these people who left the Northern Kingdom, you leave it all. That I, I said that and a couple abundance. on our last broad, uh, broadcast and I, I feel like I need to say it again and I'm sorry if you've already heard it before. But the inheritance these people have in the Northern Kingdom, they got in that Joshua generation when they came in and they fought for those territories. The landmarks that marked their territory of their family lands and their tribal lands are still there. When they leave the North to come south into Jerusalem and Judah and to worship God, they are leaving their inheritance of that land. Mm -hmm. They're leaving it all. And coming here. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're coming here and saying, I would rather be right with God. I'd rather be in, in this this place where we're going to do it the way God said to do it than to have all that I had up there. And, and that's don't all take, in. But don't take that too lightly because if someone came to me right now and said, you have to leave everything you know and to do follow this, the Lord. Uh, that's a big it's pause. Big. That's a big pause it's in my breath. Said, well, God my... wouldn't ask you to do that. He's asking them to do that. They did it. And, and he cut. said, and he was with them when and, they did yeah. it. And that's what he said. And it yeah. says he was found of them and the Lord gave them rest round about. So because he, he you won't trick him. <laughs> you won't say, Lord, I want you with all my heart, but I'm not letting go of this. You won't. Yeah. And I think... Even, and the reason you won't is he loves you been, too much to let you do that. But I think even Christians that have been Christians a long time, we struggle with that oh, because yeah. that's our human nature. We struggle with that. I can I can I believe him if he says? I mean, yes. Or or I messed that up myself, so he's really not going to get me out of that, is he? Right? I mean, we he, he paid for it all. He yeah. turned to him, trust him. But we do. We we question that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a minister today tell me that. He saw things being worked out, and I was very happy for him that he's seeing things be worked out to his benefit and to his good. And I can see already in his mind he's 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 building up things that well, if this works the way it looks like it's going to work, I'll be able to do this and this mm-hmm. and this for the Lord. And I, and I thought, what exciting! How exciting that is! You don't think about that as exciting. You 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 dwell on the change and you forget the exciting. Right? Yes. One of these days I'm going to retire. When I retire and stop the things I'm comfortable with and I know my routine, what other things is God going to ask me to do? I don't know. And it's exciting. And it should because be. Because what he's doing is lining your heart up with You're not thinking, what is going to, God going to give me no. in my retirement? You're thinking, what is it God will do with me? Yeah, what am I supposed in to do? In my doing? retirement. Yes. So when that heart gets there, that's when the Bible says, if you put him first, he'll give you the desires of your heart because your desires are his desires. He can't not give yeah. them to you. are lined up. If that's what the will of God is to do and I get to be a part of it, it won't fail. At all. It's going, to, it's going to accomplish mm-hmm. exactly what he intended it to accomplish. And I can say from my own life, if you, if, I, if you can survive some of the hard stuff, which we've all had hard stuff, when you survive some of the hard stuff and you kind of do this, you rededicate yourself and mm-hmm. whatever you need and you want, and you look back then at it a little bit, you see that some of those desires of your heart you've already been able to enjoy. You just you didn't recognize you just it. didn't recognize it because your heart wasn't lined up right. Right? Yeah, I agree with that. So verse sixteen, and also concerning Ma- Maica. Maica, the mother of Asa, the king, 
he removed ooh, he removed yeah. her from being queen. So let me, I want to read exactly from my Bible the note about this Maacah, the mother of Asa. The, in the Bible, well, well, you don't have a lot of grandmother and grandfather. Well, but let's listen. Let's, okay. Let's read the verse first. Okay. And also concerning Maacah, the mother of Asa, who's the king, he removed her from being queen because she had made an idol in a grove, and Asa cut down her idol and stamped it and burnt it at the brook Kidron. Okay, so this this Maacah, this, I'm going to read you exactly the note from my Bible that talks about her. It's The Bible is not incorrect saying mother. That's what they would have called her. That's what her, but she's actually a grandmother of King Asa. Mm-hmm. It says, Maacah, the mother of Asa. Maacah was presumably the queen mother of Judah. She had been Rehoboam's wife mm-hmm. and the mother of Abijah, who is Asa's dad, and thus was actually Asa's grandmother. Probably Asa's real mother, not named in the narrative, had died when Asa was young. Probably, that's what the author is assuming. So that Maacah had acted in the role of his mother and thus had been honored as queen mother until she began to worship idols, the situation which Asa finally could not allow to continue. So if all the nation just said, all the nation just said, We'd rather die than let idols be among us. We'd rather end our life than not follow God with our entire heart. Mm-hmm. Now, we've gotten rid of reliance on other things. We've come just as we are with nothing to give to, to God. Mm-hmm. We've dedicated ourselves that we're all in and we want him more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Now comes the hard decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, this is grandma. This is mom. Mm-hmm. This is who raised me. And this is what she's always done. Mm-hmm. Push shed some light, by the way, on Rehoboam's mm-hmm. foolishness mm-hmm. that that he is with this mm-hmm. right this mm-hmm. person who is an idol worshiper and all these. Guess what? Solomon's fault. Mm-hmm. Solomon's fault, but that doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't make it right. But here you have this is presumably an elderly lady. This is someone who raised he probably this boy, loves. most likely someone you love. And you know what he said? If I'm going to choose God first. I can't let you do this. I can't let you get away with this. Not in my kingdom. Mm -hmm. She's removed as as queen. She's she's done. You you have no influence or authority here. And all the idols that you have set up, we're burning them too. Mm -hmm. So he could have just said, you know, just leave her alone. She's set in her ways. And she's older, she's and she's grandma, uh-huh. and Love she's her. got. And it, but what he said, no, even in my house, mm-hmm. especially in my house, especially in my house. As for me, and my house, we'll serve, serve the Lord. Lord. We'd rather die than not. We'd rather die than not. So he said, even you, you know, and and I think that that says a lot hard. about who he is. That he said, I'm not just, I'm not just saying that this is what we all need to do. But I'm not going to follow it. Mm-hmm. In my house, the idols are coming down. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's a lot of times a lot easier only, for me to see idols wait. other people have than idols I have in my own home. But wait, wait, but wait. I need not to see only them. did the idols come down, he removes her as the queen. Right. You lose position. that position mm-hmm. because I cannot let you do that. Nope. Now, We're following the I'm going to tell you, there's All a lot in. of people today that would have trouble with that. They would say, that's, well, how could you do that? Help me. But there is a line. That tells you how serious he is taking this. There's a line. At this point in his life. And I, I, I smiled a minute when you said that because what you said, anybody who's been in church work a long time, any preacher's child or any deacon's child knows what this knows the kind of embarrassed feeling that would have, right? Because I know for a fact that I myself, as a minister's wife, I know for a fact 
you become the example. Mm-hmm. You become the, you are not going to do that. Mm-hmm. You of all people cannot do that, right? Yeah. And I have been in many, many, many cir- circumstances over the years, some which I probably was wrong in. Yeah. But there was just as many that I was not. I couldn't understand why I had to do what I had to do because I didn't do the wrong but I had to be the example. In this case, that's not what's going on here. She's she's in the wrong. She is in the wrong. She's in the wrong. But she loses her title. She loses her position. Does she's he still humble. love her? I'm sure he does. Uh, and I'm course. sure he still treats her like but the mother or grandmother is. But he's decided to love is. God first. But he is. There's she, a prioritizing here. She can't get here. by with it just because yeah. he loves her. Even though Rehoboam let her. Even mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. Abijah let her. Mm-hmm. Even though. Right? Mm-hmm. Even though. We'd made accommodations for Solomon this all it in. along. Well, I'm well, saying it, there's so no way I, I can have this in my house, right, and follow God with my whole heart. I can't have that. You know, some of the hardest things to do when somebody first becomes a Christian is to not take the advice of the family and friends and the stuff that they have up to that point because guess what? We're not going that way. Mm-hmm. We're taking new advice. And that is a hard thing for a young Christian to face and to deal with. It's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't care about them. You're trying to win them to the Lord. But I'm not going that way anymore. No. So the advice I'm taking has to come from this word. This one where the Lord God was with him. him. I want him with me. Yeah. So I have to think a little differently. I got to think the way he he thinks. And I don't think that was an easy thing to do. It absolutely wasn't. I don't think it was an easy thing to do. There's a reason God put it in there. I don't think it was easy for Asa. I don't think it was easy for Micaiah. I don't think it was easy at all. Mm -mm. But we have got to the place where we are so tolerant of everything that we just say, oh well. It's easy to say, Northern Kingdom, Mm -hmm. you and your gold calves, your idol worshiping, you don't even know what you, and you got, but grandma's got an idol in your house. (laughs) Wait. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, I'm not worshiping it. This is a silly thing that she does, but wait, that's in my house. That's in your house. I need to clean my house <clears throat> and, and get this straight. And I sometimes think that's why we don't have time <clears throat> to be anything but inviting to people who got, because we've got things in our own house. We've got to take care of. That we've got to clean up. But and you can't just leave it there. You can't, no, you got you to gotta get it out. And what did he say? It, he removed her <clears throat> from being the queen. Um, and made an idol, and Yasa cut down her idol, stamped it, burned it. And Another threw it reason in the to understand that they're not killing other people; they're making this dedication themselves. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill her. No, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is a group of people coming together and saying, yes. "Right." And I'm glad this they is put the those, dedication. I'm glad they put those <clears throat> verses <clears throat> both too. in the same chapter, right? Mm-hmm. So you get that picture. You right. see that picture. But I don't, I, I don't know. You can't go too fast over sixteen because that's not a that's, that's a not a quick thing. thing. That I mean, can you imagine? I wonder if he ever said, "Just take it down yourself." And maybe she said, "There's no. a lot of old songs in her songbook. Old songs, not new songs. We don't write about this. <laughs> but the old songs will talk about giving up your idols in your heart, mm-hmm. your idols being crushed, right?" Mm-hmm. That's something that the older church took very seriously. You've come to the Lord. Now, what idols do you need to crush? What idols need to be gone mm-hmm. out of my heart? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And the word here, when it says stamped, right in my Bible, there's a little note that says crushed. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an idol crushed? Mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. I've had things that I didn't realize I wouldn't have said to you. I think of this thing more than I value my relationship with God. 
But the fact was I spent more time on it. I spent more dedication to it. I, I felt like I needed it so much mm-hmm. that I had to hold on to it. And I have had God crush my idols. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. But crush painfully. Painfully, but thankfully. And say, you can't worship that. Right? That mm-hmm. That's not where your strength comes from. That's not where your help comes from. No. That idol has to be crushed. There's something to that mm-hmm. that is painful and wonderful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. What's the song that says? All my idols torn, and from my heart, and now I keep. He keeps me by His power. You know, so all my idols torn. That's what he, that's what mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit seeks to do mm-hmm. is to tear away those idols we're clinging on to like this, mm-hmm. right? And and let Him keep it us and by I, His and power. And I love that. I like that symbolism. It's the lily of the valley. That's the name of that. Song I love that. that. I love that. Um, the symbolism in what you said, because if I'm holding it this tight. Hurts. That's the wrong way to hold it. And it, it hurts when it's pulled away. And I need to let it, I need to, I can need to come to God. I, I don't know who said that, but with an open hand. Absolutely. Because everything he's given me is his anyway, right? And he's pouring it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that verse about like, it's, it's poured out, shaken, overflowing. I, 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 this is how we receive from the Lord because we're, this says not what, obviously I don't mean going around with your hands like this, but your heart like this, <laughs> your heart, your heart like this says, I don't think you're going to run out Lord. Mm-mm. I don't think you've you know, got limited amount. I think you're going to pour it out on me. And if it slips around and it covers me over and it goes all over, you got more. Yeah. Right. I think sometimes we, 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 um, don't, I don't even I don't even know how we do it because I I've cleaned I've seen this in my own self and I'm working on it I'm working he's still working on me a lot mm-hmm. me too but I don't even think we realize that some and we're going to find this out because as we get into the next chapters he gives perfect examples of those things that we take on ourselves to and solve not to do because well, not to because do. we think we figured it out that's why I say wait a minute he's a good king because there's some things coming you go what but but but, but we do that I mean mm-hmm. I do that if I can figure out how to solve it on my own then I don't even ask God about it and. That's the wrong yeah. thing to do. I should be and he asking. He might have had such a better solution. Yes, and I he might, might have, have made had it such worse. a greater idea mm-hmm. and so much better. I think we're always settling for lesser things. And we always say, "Well, he expects you to have common sense." Well, I don't want to do without. He expects to do. Yeah, right. He expects <laughs> like you to God be sensible. That can't meet that need. And I think he does he expect can. you to be his sensible, right? But I'm struggling all night to not tell you a story because I don't know how to. I, I it can be taken very wrong, and and I don't want anybody to take it wrong. Okay, we'll okay. just tell it. We won't take okay. it wrong. Okay, but people do. Well, don't take it wrong. Okay, because I want you to know that sometimes God spoils us. Mm-hmm. And when I say spoil, I mean it in a good way. I mean like, okay. Abundance. So we had made a reservation. We went somewhere on vacation this past week. We made a reservation. And online, everything looked wonderful. It, looked, it was just like paradise. It looked great. And when we got down to the place that we made the reservation, everything that had been online was a lie. Mm-hmm. Everything was like, I'll tell you, I'm, and now listen, when I say this, I realize how spoiled I am. I am blessed to be in America. I'm blessed to have food. I'm blessed to have shelter. I don't deserve any of that. Plenty of people do without, and I'm no better than them, but God has been good to me. Mm-hmm. And when I got to this place and it's fallen in and it's dirty and it's scary, I was literally in a, like I was afraid to be in the place that we were. It was like maybe the worst I've ever been in. We walked in the room. It was really bad. And like, I'm thinking, my mind is racing. I'm like, I can't, I can't stay here for a week. I don't want to be here for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. And I, But I didn't say a word. 
I didn't mm-hmm. say one word. I just started praying. This, you're, this is why I think you're going to judge me and think I'm ridiculous, okay? Because I'm blessed just to get to go on vacation. You, some people don't even get to go. On, I know I'm blessed. But I said, Lord, I don't deserve anything, and I know it. But I'm your kid, and sometimes you like to do things for me. <laughs> and that's yeah. exactly how I said it. Sometimes out of nowhere, you do things, and I can't believe you did that, and I know it was you. So if you'd like to, <laughs> now's a good time. Will you make a way for me to get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say well, I didn't complain. I just immediately went, Lord, I we've already paid. It wasn't ten minutes. The money we paid was back in our hand. The place that was ten times, eleven times better than where we were staying was the same price. I didn't have to open my mouth or search or do anything. And God had me exactly where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I just had to stop and say, thanks, Dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Because you didn't owe me that. I didn't deserve that. I'm no better than anybody else in any way. But you just poured out blessing because you wanted to. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And I think we, we think all the time... I'm not a name it, claim it. I'm not a and person who thinks God has to do everything you say. And God didn't have to do anything I ask him. But do you know that he wants to do good things for his children? He does. He yes. does. And do you know that like he's not the God of maybe enough. He's the God of abundantly more than enough. And that's exactly my point when I say yeah. sometimes sometimes we run right to him with what some, when, when we feel like it's overwhelming. But... We should run right to him all the with time. Anything, everything, every day. Because, and I don't know why we don't. I don't know why it's if it's we think we're smart enough that we don't need to ask. Couldn't him. we just start the day by saying, "God, you're my father, Whatever. and you like to do good things for your children." So, I'm just going to wait and see what you do today. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Before it comes, mm-hmm. thank you that I know that I'm going to be right I'm where rest you'd have me here. to be, and I'm going to trust you for what's going to be, what good or bad. You'll work it to my good. So, thanks, mm-hmm. and I love you. And done. And expect it to be. And I, oh, from I like Lord. to add to that too. Let your t- Holy Spirit lead and guide me. Tell, direct my steps. Take me where you want me today. Show and don't me. For, yeah. And and we would be a whole lot less angry and frustrated and overwhelmed and anxious if we could just understand He's enough. Mm-hmm. He's got it. More than enough. He's got it. Right. Yeah. His word is true, and He's got it. He can handle it. Mm-hmm. Common sense and all, I think sometimes we think a little highly of ourselves when we I do. think our common sense. <laughs> our common sense is the, is the decisive piece, right? It's I mean, not I'm not all. saying you can't go around and and we settle for our best instead of his best. Yes, Dumb. I agree. Dumb. If we, and I <laughs> and wonder, he'll let you do it. And I wonder That's if we get thing, to heaven if do we it. don't see where we could have been. He'll let you rely on yourself, and you'll think, "Well, I'm doing all right." But you could have had rely on him. Uh-huh. And it could have been a whole lot better. You could have better. had that if you wanted that too. I agree. Yeah. So I think I don't I think that's one of those things we have to evaluate. I mean, I think that's why I know Rick started it, but I think that's why you have the Bible study every day. Every day when you read something, you're not just reading words in a page. Right, you're reading the heart of God. Mm-hmm. What's he's where's what are we talking about? And that's that's here. He did this with his mother, and then in verse 17 it says, 
But the high places were not taken out of Israel. Out of Israel. Out of Watch Israel. the word. Yes, right. Watch out of the Israel. word. He took down the high places in Judah. But, not but, the high, but he didn't have enough influence to get them out of the northern kingdom. There's another king there. And so the high places were not removed there. But, and but you have to watch that word. That's a good point because sometimes back in the, before the kingdoms, before the kings, they're interchangeable. Right. It's not so much They're here. not interchangeable after we start having so kings. So it's letting you know he did these things, but the high places were not taken out of Israel, the northern kingdom. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. And he brought into the house of God. say that when you read verse 16, chapter 16. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> but his heart was perfect all his days. And yet perfect. he fails maybe in chapter 16. Maybe, maybe perfect here is more mature. Perfect is complete, mature, mature, and wholly dedicated. Heart. Why is heart. one king? He messes up, but it's Pleasing in the sight of God and one not. It always heart. comes down to the heart. Always. Comes down to I'd, the I'd read through this as we were flipping through here today, and Rick had a thing. Uh, I write down stuff, all kinds of stuff in my Bible. And one of the things he said in 2005 was, your knee doesn't have to bow, but your heart has to stay bowed. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Your heart has to Some stay Some people bowed. can't physically bow, mm-hmm. but that heart. you got to bow the heart. He's king. He's king. He's God. Yeah. And he tells you over and over, he's the creator of everything. And he sent And all that's in it. And everything about mm-hmm. it. Right. Yep. But the high places, 17, were not taken away out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. And he brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated and that he himself had dedicated, silver and gold and vessels. And there was no more war until the five and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa. So there were 10 years of peace in the beginning of his reign when he got everything straightened out that was wrong, that mm-hmm. he could do. Mm-hmm. And then you have that conflict that God gives him the amazing victory in. And then there's 20 years after that that oh, he has peace and no conflict. Excuse me, rededication. So that's not, that's not too bad. But see up here right? it says the Lord gave them rest roundabout. Right. Not too bad Mm-mm. for a reign of a king, right? Mm-mm. Not too bad. No. He wasn't completely without challenges that he had to rise up and face but when he faced them completely dependent on the lord he took care of it and he gave him peace before and peace to the end and peace with his enemies all around so here's the thing i know that as we say this and we're ending up because we've we've gone our hour but i know that christian people understand what we're saying they've got to work on some stuff a little bit they've got to trust and have faith and believe and you know, I like, I love to hear you say that you talk to God in that kind of a prayer because I think He doesn't want us to, Holy Thou Lord God, I, He wants us to know Him, right? Let me give you another one? Yes. Give I'll give you another one. one happens to me today. I was running, we were coming home from a church conference in Columbus today, and Richie likes Cheerios, Oat Crunch with Cinnamon. So I had to stop at Sam's to get that. And I and and I was just you gotta open your eyes to the goodness of God is what I'm trying to say with the story I'm telling you. I know this sounds silly. But I went in there and I'm in a big hurry and I've got a thousand things to do and I'm trying to go another place and do get all these things done that I'm gonna do before I get home. And I walk in there and I'm like, Well, I've got to get the cereal, I've got to get you know, I got my list and I've got and I'm stressed out. And the first place I look, there's a box of it, not where it's supposed to be. Cheerios with <laughs> with oat and, and and cinnamon, I'm like, well, thank. And I said, 
Thank you, Thanks, God. Thanks, God. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Now I don't have to run around looking for this. I've got this. Mm-hmm. So I was out of there in a minute. I could do all the other things I need to do. But here's the other thing. When I get up to the cash register, it rings up for $1. Now, this is usually like $7. It rings up for $1. She said, this can't be right. I'm like, oh, it's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm having that kind of day. <laughs> it was $1 box of cereal. Now, you say, well, that's silly. That wasn't God. That was just somebody left their box in the office. No, you're not looking right. Mm-hmm. You're not looking that I'm his kid, and he loves to do things mm-hmm. for me. And he likes to show I you I love that. to do things mm-hmm. for my kids, and God loves to do things for mm-hmm. me. And it's not because I'm any better than anybody else, because I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm looking for it, mm-hmm. and I expect it. Mm-hmm. Right. One of my favorite things to do is we were were in Columbus for that same conference. And I don't know what it was yesterday, but traffic was everywhere. Crazy traffic. I wouldn't. That's just craziness. But one of my favorite things is, okay, God, help me cross the street. Yeah. Help me get across the street. And, you know, and then you see this big, wide open thing. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I think we should. I think. Maybe our life would be so much more blessed if we would just remember Keep including like he's right there right not he only is that right when there. he doesn't give him glory for it we yeah. pray, we we will come to church and we'll we'll spend 30 minutes on prayer requests do we spend the same 30 minutes yes. when he answers i agree with that wholeheartedly but now do you I come wanna, back and say I want you to here's say how something. i want to give you glory god for what you answered that i ask you i want you to address one more thing and then we'll say good night for this for this session but to the church world this is this is some stuff we need to work on. We need to clean up the idols. We need to get our Fully lives. We need to get ourselves all to in. We need to and prioritize the relationships. Right. We ought to have that heart that says, "I'd rather die than not." I watch Christian love after the Lord. Christian after Christian say, "This relationship is more important than church. This this relationship I have with this man or this woman, I'm gonna put that ahead. This job is more important and I, than and, church. And I this can't let go of that. If I don't, if I neglect that, you know, I'll lose everything. No, you're losing everything." Mm-hmm. You're, you're failing to prioritize what comes first. But what do we say to someone who doesn't, who what we're saying sounds like it's radical, fanatical. It is. It kind of a thing. I mean, what do we say? Because this is, you know what, the world is, the Bible said of the disciples, these are the men that turned the world upside down. Someone called them that. But the truth is they just turned it right side up. It is upside down. We, we think the opposite of what is actually true. Jesus I said, agree. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's right. But when right is in the minority, it looks like it's off because everybody else is telling you something else. I guarantee you, mm-hmm. everybody else in your life is giving you different advice. Take care of yourself first. Watch out for yourself first. Make sure that you are following what you want. Mm-hmm. Go after what it is that you want with all your heart. And the Bible is telling you, seek Him first. Glorify Him above all things. Make that relationship a priority. And all these other things, Get He'll take care, care of because you are lined up with the right thing. It's the opposite of everything else you hear. So, yeah, it sounds radical. Mm-hmm. It sounds out there. But guess what? It's also the only true thing there is. And that's what's in the book, right? And you can you can follow and our purpose. life after life after life that does it the other way. And you can see Him end in ruin. Mm-hmm. And you can follow a child of God. And, see, and them. see them end in glory because mm-hmm. they're, they're going to rule and reign with him. They're going to live mm-hmm. with him forever. His promises are true. He's right. And that's why, that's what the theme of Bad Already is. Just believe what it says. Believe him. Believe when he says what it. it says. Yeah. Because that's what we need to do. Keep your Bibles open. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully we'll be here next week. We appreciate those of you that are watching with us. Um, send us comments if you have something you want to ask in any of this. Keep your Bibles open. Stay Bad Already. Amen.